Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh-huh. we are back with another episode of Southside Rabbi, where we bring faith to the city, culture to the conversation. Yes. And I'm excited. Yeah. Um, it's been a long day. It actually, it's been a long day. But the excitement has subsisted. But the, 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 <laughs> the, the excitement has persevered. It has persevered. Through. Yes. Um, listen. I am trying to read more fiction. Mm-hmm. If anybody has been out um, and uh, if anybody has uh, tuned into any of my tweets, uh-huh. um, then they've seen me say that my uh, my therapist wants me to read fiction because mm-hmm. she thinks that it will give my brain a break. I've said that on a podcast as well because I read a lot of nonfiction. I'm typically reading history, um, some Christian living, yeah. uh, uh, some theology, uh, stuff like that. And so my brain is kind of always going and I need a break. And I was never a big uh, fan of fiction, really. Mm. Um, yeah. And, uh, and so now reading fiction has been a new world, world to me. Um, and I like a lot of thrillers. Yes. And so I've read The Silent Patient. Great book. Uh-huh. Can't wait for it. Hopefully it becomes a film. Heard Brad Pitt's company bought the rights to it. Uh-oh. Um, and I am also now reading a book called The Asia Vice. It's really good. Yes, you tell me about um, that. And so also, I, I got to thinking, though, um, I was thinking about a fictional book that if you have not heard about this book, then you are dead. You are uh, <laughs> uh, like you're, uh, not uh, you're not alive, or Point or blank you period. or you did hear about it, and you you have now gone to the great beyond, um, and or you have passed before this this has released. Uh, but I was thinking when I was thinking about fiction, I was thinking about Harry Potter. Yes, I mean it's the best, most best. I think it is the best selling uh, fictional book yes. in history. Um, they said that if you could take all of the Harry Potter books that have been sold from end to end, it would go around the equator 16 times. That's how many really? Harry Potter books have sold. Yes. J.K. Rowling. J.K. Rowling, right? She's been so, out here. So, rolling. J.K. Rowling has been rolling, been rolling over in the, the deep, deep Rowling. I am talking about Joanne Rowling. <laughs> so, um, so, <laughs> so I was... trying to cancel her? They are still trying to cancel her. It's impossible. You... How can you cancel someone? She said who one time the, she felt sad, and then another royalty check came in. I, 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 that that would have to. Be, I would understand that because listen, she is the first author in history to ever just reach a billion dollars off her books. That's crazy, bro. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And you got to think about how many books people like Stephen King has put out. Yes, like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and sure. even they have not accomplished what she has. Yeah. Um. And so. Every time somebody thought about canceling me and I was J.K. Rowling, I would just open my checking account. It just, it just, it just, it just, and I would go, ha! And then I would just go right back to doing whatever I that was doing. That would be your response to everything. And not only that, but- What are your thoughts, J.K.? Ha! I don't know. I can't hear it over all the money that I'm counting. Um, I can't see you. The cool thing about J.K. Rowling, though, is that she was a billionaire. She's not anymore because she gave so much of her money away. It took her out of billionaire status. I love it. But um, I say all that to say that uh, I was watching a documentary about Harry Potter because I remember when Harry Potter came out. Because people were telling me, read Harry Potter. You got to read fiction. Read Harry Potter. And I'm not really into that kind of fiction. Yeah. Like fantasy. Um, And so... 
But I did, I was fascinated by how much success Harry Potter has had. And I was watching this documentary um, on J.K. Rowling and on Harry Potter, and they were talking about how, number one, when J.K. JK Rowling was a single mother who was unemployed, mm. who was applying for welfare, and even at times struggling with suicide, she said, I was as poor as one can be in Britain without being homeless when she, when she wrote this month. Yeah. She also got turned down by 12 different publishers when she, when she submitted the manuscripts to Harry Potter. 12 different publishers said no. Yeah. And so one publisher finally picked it up um, in the UK. It was called Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone in the UK. Yeah. Um, and then that mug took off. And then when Scholastic, which is that that big school publisher, sure, sure. decided to publish it in they the US. They got a hold of it. And they said, we're going to call it Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Sure. Uh, and then and they got it to the USA. I mean, if you don't remember the Harry Potter craze, it was crazy. I mean, my aunt got me all of, I mean, I think she got me for Christmas, like four of the Harry Potter books that came in a set. I threw the mugs in the back of the closet with old sneakers, never read the <laughs> mugs. Because at that time, I did not care about reading. Um, yeah. They showed... All of these at all of these Harry Potter releases in the UK, but definitely in the USA, there were bookstores all around the nation where the line was literally out the door and around the corner. Yes. I was watching. With I was kids. like, "This yet with kids." Yeah, and and that's one of the things that they were saying is that they were saying, not only are we having trouble getting kids to read books, period, right. but Harry Potter books are very long. Yes. They're very big books. Yes, and they were saying we have never seen kids this excited out the door around the corner to buy books that are 600 pages long That's like wild. it just they were like nothing in history has ever happened like this yeah, with kids and books yeah, yeah and as we know you know um harry potter has gone on to be such a success movies came out now they have their own part of the theme park at universal studios yeah, yeah. i mean it's just they have a harry potter world there sure. there's still grown people that walk, walk around wearing hogwarts stuff and saying what kind of school they're a part of within the harry potter universe sure, sure. mike evans who is a superstar wide receiver of the tampa bay buccaneers has the deathly hollows tattooed on him the logo i mean the yeah that logo tattooed on. i mean it's a craze to this I love day it, bro it has done something that is totally and completely you know unprecedented sure in just publishing period in right, authorship right. period yeah um and i think that in the same way dangerous jesus <laughs> that is now a what bestseller a on amazon in the in the topic of christology is it really yeah I didn't it's a know bestseller, that. yeah. Uh huh. You can look on Amazon.com. It has a bestseller tab, right? It is right in the corner. How is it a bestseller? Because your pre-sales oh. are, 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 are doing that, my brother. I had no idea. And so it, it so people are lined up. First of all, it out is the door a and around the digital Southside, corner. It's a Southside St. Petersburg Times uh -huh. bestseller. <laughs> you feel me? Top is a Ray J Snack Shack Times. Best. Listen, I, when I tell you, brother, Red Snack Shack said, "Look, Red if y'all come down and get a number two fried chicken with biscuit, hot sauce, and ketchup mixed together, we're throwing an extra copy. We'll throw in a, we'll throw in two free chapters of Dangerous bro, Jesus you for you. Wild. That's what they are doing. But in the same way, KB Stop it, bro. has people lined up out the door and around the digital corner, get out of here of the Amazon bookstore, ready and willing to binge read." His book, Dangerous 
Jesus. Never happened in the history of and, the and, and, and what I'm saying is that he is getting ready to do something that is unprecedented, ladies and gentlemen. He is the J.K. Rowling of Christian <laughs> living. And so, and that is from I'm not going to Southside Rabbi. I am not. Times you are the Southside Rabbi. I'll take my ball of dignity and a- go home. As you said, you are the Southside Saint Petersburg Times number one bestseller. Yeah, this is true. Behind Ozone Magazine and Black and Mild uh, Times. And so, uh, oh. uh, but I want to say, brother, man, you you've written a you you've accomplished a feat, man. You've written a book. Amen. And it's great, bro. Thank you so much. And bro. I, that means it's good. A ton to me, bro. It is. Seriously, it is. It, and, and it's quite a feat. People don't write books. I mean, people write books, but I'm saying it's a hard thing to do, bro. It's not. Thank you, bro. That is not a easy task. And to write a book well. Thank you, bro. Uh, I, I I think that's different because there's people write books all the time and they don't write them good. <laughs> that's why that mug is is you know what I'm saying. That's why that mug is published by Family Dollar. Wow, and you bro. know what I'm saying. So I, 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 I think that um, yeah. congratulations. Thank I want to say, bro. I appreciate and, it, and yes. and your book has already been impactful to me. Yeah, um, and I know that it's going to be impactful to others. Thank you, bro. And uh, you thank know, you, bro. you're going to be the J.K. Rowling of this mug. I so, don't know about um, that. thank you so much. I just Doc. wanted to say that, brother. No, you know it's wild, bro, because <laughs> I sat down and uh-huh. wrote this mug. Like I, I, I didn't. You had no ghostwriter. I didn't have a ghostwriter. Right. Say, hey, here's some ideas. Bring me back a book. Right. Um, I either sat down and wrote it myself or I dictated. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I, had, I worked with one writer at the end, Carol Traver at the end, who helped me to- Shout out, uh, Carol. Yes, thank you, Carol. Um, and one of the strongest teams- favorite teams I've ever worked with in anything was at uh, the folks at Tyndale. Shout out Sarah, Tyndale. Sarah Atkinson. I call her the five-foot giant. Hey. Um, yeah. Even the stuff that they are, the stuff that they are making possible right now. I I, I won't say the name, uh, but yeah, I just right. got booked. I saw the email, so it was official. When it was first introduced to me, I was excited, but it's always that thing like, well, we'll see. Yeah, right. And... Uh, Booked me for I got booked for to talk about the book on the biggest stage that I've ever been on uh, in my life. Amen. Um, and uh, the Tyndale team has just been amazing partners. Shout out. Um, so yeah, grateful for them. But you know, when you're a rapper, that's what I'm known for. Right. I do other things. Uh, yeah. But I'm known for being a rapper. People mainly want you to rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's not always as Malicious as shut up and dribble, mm-hmm. but, but it's to but some it's a degree, but it's adjacent. It's adjacent, but, but yeah, yeah. It's a kind hearted. It's a cousin. All right, now it's- where's the music? Okay, <laughs> it's like thank you. Well, when are the songs coming out? Okay, you know some artist says I'm going into fashion. At first, it was like okay, brother, let that yeah. be a side project. Right. That's not what you're gonna do all the time, is or, it? Right, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I didn't. You know the 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 fears that not the concern is that this would be just another item on my merch table for my music, right? Uh, and I did not write it that way. I, right. I wrote it to be a serious work uh, for people who are serious about following Jesus, mm-hmm. uh, or seriously far from Jesus, mm-hmm. and want to be reintroduced um, and in desperate need of a a reframing, a recasting mm-hmm. of who Jesus is, right? Uh, so. And that's I, so. I hope it makes its way into people's uh, hearts and minds 
uh, and into into their homes. And you can make that happen by helping me to promote this. Amen. So, uh, and I appreciate that. And tomorrow, uh, this episode will be out a few days after it's officially mm-hmm. out. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, on my socials, there'll be ways in which, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll help equip you to help promote the book. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Promoting you know, your your order. Mm-hmm. Talk to us about it. We want to hear from you. Not just with our book, but Southside Rabbi in general. Uh-huh. We have not said enough that we welcome conversation. Please. These episodes, they are things that are burdening us. Mm-hmm. We think are near and dear to God and to culture. Mm-hmm. Um, we want to know how to be better at serving you. Mm-hmm. So talk to us in the comment section. Um Bring other people to the conversation. We're excited to have more Southside Rabbi experiences beyond us dropping these episodes every week um, where we're able to connect in real time, in live ways um, with our audience. So Mm -hmm, remember mm -hmm. us in that respect as well. But again, excited about this. This is a release week. um, And um, by God's grace, we hope that you, our Southside Rabbi, uh, tribe uh, would be the number one champions of what it is that we have done in this book. Not in this book, not just in my book, but I mean the dream gonna be writing soon. Lord we willing, hope, we hope that authorship becomes a regular part of Southside Rabbi, uh, our contributions to the world beyond this podcast. But that's only possible with your support. So there's three ways you can support the book. You can buy one copy. Uh, The second way you can support it is buying two copies. And then the third way you can support it is buying 17 copies. So just pick one of those three ways and and, uh, we will all bless you uh, generously uh, for your contributions. Your contributions. (laughs) All right. And we'll we'll, uh, also make sure if you do become one of the people that buy the 17 pack, we will send you a free uh, pouch of Miracle Spring Water that you can put yes. under your from pillow. The, from the Euphrates. From it's a mixture the of the Euphrates, Euphrates and the and, Red Sea. Uh, yep, and the Red Sea. And one buy. And, and and if you just, it, for all of you who may be suffering from hair loss, if you just sprinkle it, just a dab, yes. it will, I'm telling you, yes. you'll look like John Travolta in Greece. Absolutely. Ow, also, ow. if you buy 17 copies of the book, uh-huh. we will also we will also send uh-huh. our miracle cloth from the sweat of Amin Hudson. If you get that cloth and rub it on wherever you're feeling pain, right. in your head, yes. on your elbows, yes. we have not developed, developed it for the feet yet right. because it is above the feet. No. It is only for... The waist up, right? But and you can use it. And guess what? Yes. And, and so, if you're feeling the pain, uh-huh. elbow, knee, yes, finger, yes, wrist, yes, whatever, shoulder. If yes. you're if you're if you, if you have bursitis mm-hmm. and your shoulders inflamed, yes, whatever tonsils are inflamed, absolutely. Rub that cloth on there, yes, and we guarantee you, you will still feel pain, but you will have a cloth of great quality that you can probably use for other household endeavors like cleaning your shoes. Yes. Wiping down your table in your bathroom. Yes. If in your apartment when you have friends coming over and it's never wiped down ever until you have company. Um, and, and you know, cleaning your bathtub. And that's Stuff miraculous like that. in a way. And, and, and in some ways it's miraculous is. because it takes something that's dirty and it makes it clean like Jesus does to us. Oh, I love it. So let it remind you of that. That was our commercial for Dangerous Jesus. Yes. Uh-huh. All right. Our and commercials. Our commercials. Yes. yes. Several. It's miracle Spring Water and a cloth that was- uh, Miracle Green mi- Miracle cloth. Gr- Green cloth. That it's if a historical Moses miracle. Here, 
Moses would be he like, would wow. Definitely have wow, it. Wow, 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 wow. In his tunic somewhere. But uh, speaking of commercials, this chapter, uh-huh. uh, chapter three, Dangerous Gospel, you start out actually telling us about a kind of commercial that you like. Yes. But it's related to the gospel in a way that I didn't see coming when I was uh, reading that mug. It's like our intros. Yes, it is. Yes. It, it, it's very much just so in the in, in, in the heart of our intro, in the vein of our intro. So, you know, talk a little bit about how your love for these witty commercials yes. relates to a dangerous gospel. Yes. Yeah, amen, bro. So, I talked about that, that Geico commercial. Uh-huh. First of all, I, I love writing this book because I got to research random stuff. Right. So, like... Uh, that I would have never thought to research before. So I learned that Geico uh-huh. at one point was spending a billion dollars, billion would it be, on ads annually on their uh, to, to promote their, their wow. insurance. Uh, we all know their... their oh, yeah. That, that, that I mean, and they've always had great... Right. Commercial. Since the beginning when they had the cavemen. Yes. That's what they were known for in the beginning. I literally have never had Geico insurance on every vehicle, on, on any vehicle that I've ever owned, but I still know that 15 minutes or less can save you on your car insurance by switching to Geico. Exactly. Because One of my favorite. Calling them for a quote. That's the right. The ironic thing about that is that you can also do the same thing with other car insurance That's companies right. in 15 minutes or less. That's right. Because I've definitely done it, switching from Geico to Progressive. It's like, yo, in 15 minutes or less, I saved them my insurance. Right. But, that, but, but they got that mug down pat. So. That's right. It's amazing. So yeah. I love, I love when they did, because uh, they had a bunch of different iterations. They had the caveman. Yep. Uh-huh. Uh, we, we all, that... That persisted for a while. Yep. An- another one of their very successful campaigns was the joint that they did on uh, the good news. Like, people still use that today. My wife has mm-hmm. used that on me today. Mm-hmm. I mean, to this day, where mm-hmm. I'm like, babe, I have great news. And she'll say, you switch to Geico and save money. And I'm like, no. Yep. Our home is no longer going to be foreclosed. No, I'm just joking. <laughs> but, um... So anyways, that was one of my favorite campaigns. It, mm-hmm. was, it was the good news campaign. Mm-hmm. Uh, the gospel right. uh, means good news. Yes, exactly. Uh, so it was, you know, Geico's gospel. Yep. And Geico's gospel campaign, they would essentially have something really bad happening Yep. and follow that up with some kind of good news that's supposed to compensate mm-hmm. for the bad thing that happened. Yep, right? Yep. Uh, but what's funny about it, the absurdity of it was the good news was never good enough to compensate for how bad the bad news right. was. So you would have like, you know, they would do it. It was like one was a home, a home improvement show. Mm-hmm. And uh, this couple, this young couple just got into this new house. And uh, it, in the, the host is there. He's got a, uh, a tool belt around his, his waist. And he's looking in the camera and he's like, hey, we got uh, Billy and Sally here. They're just perching this beautiful Victorian house. Has such a charm to it. But what they don't know about it is that there are cracks in the foundation. There's significant termite damage. And they'll probably have to, to count this thing as a total loss in about a year. They got a limit of a house. They got a limit. And the and the, the couple is looking devastated, and then the gentleman just says, "But don't worry. The, did you know that you can save money on your car insurance by, by switching, switching to Geico? To Geico, and that was the hilarity that my house, my life is on fire. Right? Don't tell me that Chipotle has a sale 
which they never do. And let, please, Chipotle, do sales. Please, anyways. So, uh, so in a lot of ways, I saw that there are parallels between hmm, the gospel of the land, okay. the gospel of of the land. Talk about it. Which is often a gospel that is called good, but it's not good enough. Meaning, mm. it's not good enough to compensate for how bad things are. You feel what I'm saying? Um, in one respect, I am reminded of how there was a particular drug dealer that heard the story. This dude was uh, out on the block and the minister came up to him and started sharing the gospel with him. And the drug dealer said, hey, I hear all of that about Jesus and mm -hmm. sweet by and by. I get it. But essentially, does God have anything to say about the bitter now and now? Mm -hmm. Like, I heard about the sweet by and by. What about the bitter now and now? Mm -hmm. Because my babies can't eat your Bibles. Right, right. And I remember being struck by that. Because the pastor was basically telling them, hey, stop selling drugs. Right. Get your life right with Christ. Right, right, right. And yeah. he's like, okay. Uh, that, uh, that makes Got sense. Got it. What should How I, I going to feed my family? Hunger. Right, right, right. And in, in a very real sense, I, I point out in the book how we don't even think about something as basic as the means by which God decided to reveal himself to people, which is through a book, which requires what? Yeah. Reading. Reading. Mm -hmm. And own. literacy. I mean, which well, will also require literacy. You can't read if you're not literate. Right, right. Also, if you are literate and you're trying to read and you're hungry, right. have you ever thought about what hunger does to comprehension yeah. or what nutrition does or environments do? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you're living in a place that is a victim uh, of environmental injustice, what that means is that mm -hmm. companies get permits to pump all kinds of bad things into your water, Flint, Michigan, right. all kinds of things into the air, right. uh, all kind of chemicals. You think about, the, uh, think about what's happening in Ohio right now. Mm, yes. Mm -hmm. If you're living in that neighborhood generationally, mm -hmm. they're not building these neighborhoods in the in, in the suburbs. I'm, right. Excuse me. They're not building these factories in the suburbs. Uh -huh. They're building them in the places where they can do so without regulation or without Absolutely. serious regulation. Absolutely. So here you and your family are, are they're being exposed to asthma, all kinds of cancers, mm -hmm. uh, all sorts of depressing medical conditions. Mm -hmm. What do you think that does to your ability to study the Bible? Right. To study anything. Right. If we don't see that there is a problem, the problem of evil, as being a very expansive problem, bro. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it, it, it is wide. The, the darkness has made its way to every corner of this world. Mm -hmm. The question becomes, does our gospel also, also yeah. make it to every corner of this world? Mm -hmm. Oftentimes we saw that it served the interest of those who were in power to have a very segregated gospel, to have a good news that is only eternally helpful. So it's a gospel that's for the soul, but it's not a gospel that's it's for the body. It's a gospel that's for the it soul. It segregates the soul and the body. Absolutely. That As it, if though we're not both. That's right. I, I say in the chapter that the, the, the cross is a work to save all of you. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't have a problem with uh, saying that we're out uh, saving souls. Mm -hmm. I, don't, I, I, I say that. I've said it in my music. Uh, it is well with my soul that right. that 
But things being well with my soul means something for how I treat my body, handle my body, use my body. Right. Uh, the, the ways in which I serve God are in my body. Yes. The, the gospel is not a exclusively spiritual reality. It's a very human message. It has something to do with your whole right. self. Absolutely. And how your whole self interacts with other people. And you know what that's called? Culture and societies. Ooh. When bodies interact with other bodies, they, they come up with practices, behavior, uh, there are expectations. All of that cultivation yep. is a society. Yes, absolutely. So when we say that we love John Wesley's uh-huh. understanding of social justice as social holiness, holiness right? right? I want to be socially holy in obedience to the gospel. Right. Right? What that means is my gospel isn't full unless it encompasses how people around me are treated by my acts of love, mm-hmm. my, my, my decisions of discipline. Met, bro, as somebody has said on this show multiple times mm-hmm. that I'm a redemptive capitalist. Yes. Right? I've, I've said that multiple times. Yes. I also see that capitalism has a it has a, a yellow underbelly, okay, that is, man, let me say it like this, bro. Mm-hmm, I'm mm-hmm. just going to say it. Say it. Many times, what it means for you to move up the capitalistic ladder is contingent upon how much of a shark you're willing to be. Yeah, how much you're willing to eat other people. Who are you willing to consume for the check? Who are you? What also? And, and we say that we see that in the world and the brutality of sweat factories. Yep. Uh, yep. Demolishing other companies. Yep. Um, ah. In in the world of competition, we're not. Oh, you, you are rooting for your competitors' demise. <laughs> I I don't know how that fits in the Christian right. worldview. Right. But that's what it means to be a good yeah. capitalist. Right. Um, Capitalism also gives you a a scarcity mentality. Absolutely. As if though there's not enough money out here for us to all make it, so I have to make all of it. All of it needs to be mine. I have to make all of it by taking it from you. Yes. Better there be billions in my account than thousands in your account, even though I'm good. Better it be billions in my account and my excess for there to be thousands in your account coming out of your poverty. Right, right, (coughs) right. That's okay. I... Socialism is a problem. Yeah. So there, there are. I, I have lots of critiques for socialism, yep. although there are many socialistic things that we that enjoy we, yes. in our country to this day. But oftentimes, the hatred for socialism mm-hmm. is based upon a love for money. Yes, and, 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 and I'm yeah. not saying that if yeah. you hate socialism, yeah. it's only because of that. But I'm saying that there's probably some weighing of the heart that should be done because we love to get more and more and more and more and more at the detriment of other companies, but also at the detriment of our own families. Yes. yes. I am, and I'll tell more about this later, yes. I'm going to make some radical adjustments in my life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, I've already given up hundreds of thousands of dollars mm-hmm. in effort to try to rein in my 
who I want to be. Right. I more than anything want to be a loyal friend, a loving father, a faithful husband. Yeah. It is difficult to do those things when you say yes to every single mm. thing that can possibly possibly said yes to. Every shiny opportunity that comes your way. Yeah. Right? It's hard to do those things, King. That's yeah, true. At some point, I have to step back and say it's a trade-off. I, I got to trade some stuff off. I got to trade some stuff off. And often in the pursuit of capitalism, that's... You, you, the, the trade-off is easy. I'm going to keep making money. Yeah, right. Which means I'm going to trade off family. I'm going to trade off friends. Trade off family. And sometimes I may trade off ethics and right. biblical convictions. Right. What does that have to do with a fuller gospel? What that has to do with a fuller gospel is that when we think about the, the gospel of Jesus Christ is the message of the death, burial, and resurrection uh, of the Son of God. And that all those that trust in what Jesus has done on their behalf uh -huh. will be saved and saved forever. Yeah. They are brought into, here's what Jesus says in his announcement of the gospel in the, in the New Testament. He says, in the gospels, he says that the good news is the nearness of the kingdom of God. Yeah. That the kick, good news, everybody, the kingdom is near. What does it mean to be brought into the kingdom? The, I talk about this in, in the book. We look at different passages briefly about how the gospel is often called the gospel of the kingdom and the gospel of God. Yeah. It actually never is called the gospel of grace or the gospel of forgiveness, even though I love those phrases right, right. and those are accurate. Right. But the biblical titles given to the gospel have words like the living God attached to it, the kingdom attached to it. Mm -hmm. Jesus' description of the good news, mm -hmm. his description of the good news. Mm -hmm. It's crazy. I have rarely heard somebody say the way Jesus describes the good news. I've never heard anyone say it the way he says it. The life, death, burial, and resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ and all those that receive his free gift of salvation through repentance and belief. Mm -hmm. Amen. Right, that's true. Amen. But when Jesus talks about the gospel, the good news, he calls it the nearness of the kingdom. Mm -hmm. What is the kingdom? I mean, the kingdom of God is God's undisputed, all-encompassing, dominating rule and reign in the hearts of his people and in the sort of redemption of the entire universe, mm -hmm. the coming kingdom, the one that you've been adopted into is a, oh man, a glorious domination mm -hmm. that runs out evil everywhere it is found. Mm -hmm. That is the good news. That's the good news. Yes. The good news is that the kingdom is here. Meansy, where do we go to get kind of a taste where are we supposed to be able to go to get a taste of that kingdom? Right, right. Well, the body of Christ. Yes. Where do we go and see things like racism being choked out into oblivion? Right. Where do we go to see those who are forgotten by the society remembered right. and championed? Right. Where do we go for that? It's where do we go, King, to see what it looks like for poverty and debt? Mm-hmm. To be choked into oblivion. Ha! Where do we go to see that? God's vision is that the church would be a foretaste, yes. a sample of the coming kingdom. Amen. When we 
express the heart of God at work, at the gym, at Starbucks, in the streets, in, if you're locked up. There are people in prison that listen to Southside Rabbi. Mm-hmm. If you're uh, on, on, uh, on D-Block or wherever you might be, in your cell, with your, on the college campus, whenever the heart of God, the redemption, when the image of God, of God is behaving the way it was intended to behave, mm. in love and compassion and grace and in truth and beauty, when that happens, the kingdom is breaking through. It's like a window is opening and the smell of the kingdom is making its way into the room. What is that smell? Yeah. That smells wonderful. Oh, let you're just smelling it. But if you walk with me, I'm going to take you to the pie. Right. That's, ooh, that's what I'm, yes. I'm going to take you to the pie. Yes. Which is the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Amen. And I got good news for you. What you were experiencing in this kingdom, that is the gospel at work. What we have seen is that we have believed that we have understood the gospel, I mean, because we can recite the tenets of the gospel. Right. Um, we believe that we understand the gospel when we can teach it well. Right. Uh, that guy gets the gospel because it has all of the markers mm-hmm. of a gospel presentation. Right. He, he, mentions, he mentions Jesus' life, death, burial, resurrection, and he absolutely mentions repentance. Right. That sinners With must turn. R, because capital R. Capital R. Because y'all don't be wanting to repent. Right. So somebody got to repent, got to right. mention repentance. Right, right. And yes. so if a brother can articulate that very well, the life, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus and the repentance of sinners turning away from their sin and uh, throwing themselves upon the cross of Christ for right. salvation. If they right. can articulate that very well, if they can do it clearly, succinctly, uh, 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 with a lot of um, uh, passion and desire, right. and they do it in a, in a way in which they showed they're unashamed, right. we say, oh, that guy gets, he gets the, the gospel. gospel. He understands the gospel. Right. Regardless yes. of if he is actually understanding the full holistic view of what the gospel is Come and on, all mean. of its implications when it comes to loving neighbor, right, 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 uh, right. Uh, when it comes to um, loving the vulnerable, right. uh, when it comes to uh, forgiving those uh, uh, who have offended you, when it comes to uh, loving your enemies. Yeah. Oh, that's another one that Jesus tells us that he commands us to do. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and, and so... Regardless of if he he can actually be doing all so I've seen folks that will excuse someone who is actually doing the in the the exact opposite of those things they right. are the antithesis they're they, they've shown the example of being the antithesis of loving their enemy sure especially in this climate where Absolutely. we're in a uh, this political culture war sure um and they are not loving neighbor well yep and when people are trying to talk to them about the vulnerable um and seeking justice uh they could care less about those things they actually give they try to give great theological arguments they theologize they theologize why they they don't have to care about the vulnerable right. and or or their neighbor, right? Um, and they and they also uh, reduce loving neighbor down to just giving the neighbor a gospel presentation. That's right. So I if, I, if I told you the truth about the gospel, then I love you. Right. Which to me is very funny because the Bible does not say that. Yes, it doesn't. The Bible doesn't say that. The marker. Listen. Of whether- hold on. Wait. 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 Hold on a second, bro. Yeah. Because we are, we are. I, I have been one of those people. 
Yes, me too. And I and I still I still agree that it is yes, loving to you, tell someone the truth. Absolutely. And if you're not telling them the truth, you aren't really being loving towards them. That's right. Them. That's right. Yes. But realize that the way the Bible talks about love right. is almost never in the terms of your willingness uh-huh. to tell someone they're wrong. Right. KB is saying that telling someone they're wrong is a part of love. Yeah. But if you think the locus, right. the essential, the quintessence of love mm-hmm. is understood theology articulated boldly, right. then you have segregated the gospel. Yeah, you've segregated. Right, right, right. right. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and, and again, you do not have to have love or I would even say necessarily the spirit of God to understand theology to some degree and to be able to articulate it clearly. Yes, and I, I boldly. Mean, I mean, have we or passionately have, 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 or boldly or passionately or in a way which is which captures people's hearts and attentions and emotions? I mean, have we all and I'm talking to reform cats. Right. Have y'all not seen reform dudes that have had solid sound theology that were living like devils behind closed doors? Ooh. Have we not seen an example of that before? Right, right, right. We absolutely have. Right. You do not have to have you do not necessarily have to have the spirit of God to be able to articulate theology correctly. Sure, sure. But you do have to have the spirit of God to be able to love yeah. people the way that God commands you yes, to. Yes, yes, yes. And one of the telltale signs, in my opinion, uh, that one may not be following Christ as they should is if they are not loving as they should. Or I'm even not, concerned about or becoming concern- a better lover. No one is loving as they should. No, that's what I'm saying. That's what I was going to say. Is that I'm not saying towards that, it. Right. We're all sinners, so yeah. we're all not going to love as we should. Right. But if you are hostile towards <laughs> yes, that, yes. or if you're hostile towards people telling you that you should love your enemy, or if you can, you know, uh, again, like, justify putting the commands of God behind your back because of a cultural moment, yes, yes. then that is not a marker of having, uh, 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 of, of walking in step with God as you should be, Absolutely. in a way that you should be. Absolutely. I, I think you see that also in cultural moments, especially on uh, like Twitter and yep. and on uh, various other outlets online, YouTube, uh-huh. Um, uh-huh. you know, blog section, comment right. sections. Right. But also in the way we interact with each other in the church. We're Ooh. definitely going, we, we will definitely do an episode on the dangerous friendship, um, uh, which is a, a ode to Christian community. But bro, it's shocking to me, bro. Yeah. How comfortable we can be. I understand. Let me let me just make this quick. Say that. This quick caveat or uh, qualification. There does come uh, the Bible says to strive to live at peace with all men as much as it depends on, on you. you. Right. Which which means that uh sometimes you're striving to live at peace mm-hmm. can get to a place where you can't make it happen. Absolutely. And at that point, the lack of peace, I would argue, doesn't fall on you. Yes. You, still, you stay hopeful for it. Yep. I hope You're that open there's to a do world it. in which God would bring healing. Uh, but you can get to the end of your wits and doing everything that depended on you mm-hmm. to try to bring peace to a situation. And it's good to either step away, mm-hmm. cut that person off. I get it. What is sh- shocking to me, though, is how quickly we'll cut somebody off before we've even made any attempts to try to live at peace with them. Oh, that's good. That there is, <clears throat> there is a secular 
uh, of this world, to put it like that, there is a of this world philosophy, philosophy about protecting your peace or yeah. protecting your energy and just cutting off everyone in your life. Yeah. That you see as uh, they offended you at some point, or or they're difficult to love. They're not adding. I would. I, I think that it is good to have. And I've heard folks talk about like you think about your um your your, your the people that are around you in terms of basic arithmetic. So mm -hmm, like mm -hmm. so there's there's pluses minus division. Yeah. So there are people that are adding to your life, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Then there are some people that are subtracting for your life, mm -hmm. subtracting from your life, meaning they're draining. Right. I mean, serving them is draining. Mm -hmm. uh, um, uh, trying to work through the various ways because they might be easily offended is draining. Mm -hmm. I feel like I'm constantly coming back to the same stuff. Mm -hmm. It's draining. Or they're just needy. Mm -hmm. You know, to be there for them is difficult. Mm -hmm. um, and then there are dividers. Mm -hmm. People that they come into your life and they cause chaos. I would, Jesus, uh, excuse me, Paul says at the back of Romans, avoid dividers. Right. There is a precedent in every time the scripture is talking about people that you need to stay away from, it's in the context of they are dividers. Mm -hmm. And if you stick around with them long enough, you will be cut in half. Mm -hmm. Save yourself, your hearers, and your family by getting away. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. <clears throat> but people who don't necessarily add to your life. Mm -hmm. Should not be cut off. Right. Because they're not a vibe. Right. You know what I'm saying? They're, they're, they're not where you want to be. Right. You know, I want to be with people that are higher class than me. Mm. Not a biblical statement. Exactly. At all. And I, it's, there is some value to that in entrepreneurship. Right. But I want you to know that if that becomes the un, what you undergird your community with, you will be malformed because you are outside of what it means to be a faithful follower of Jesus in a community that's filled with people. And Absolutely. Paul said, there's not many noble among us. Yes. We're you, filled with very average people. Well, you were called, you were not like, he did not call a lot of y'all from noble birth, man. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, 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 and I think that there's also something unbiblical about looking at people as, as, as essentially only as assets or liabilities. Ooh. Because people are not just like well said, currency basic. or investments. Right. And, and I, and I, and I also, if, if you think that I only need people in my life that are going to add to my life. Right. Number one, it's arrogant. It's very because arrogant. Because you're not a king. You're not, you're not some kind of regal person. First of all, you're looking at people as a way to consume or what you can get from them. They're just objects for your own consumption. It's still sure. very self-centered and about you. What stones. are they giving to me? Yes. So, yes, I'm stepping on them to get somewhere. Yes. And then secondly, how could you be a Christian and do what God has called you to do in being a servant? Right. If there is no one in your life who you are to serve, yeah, if everybody yeah, sure. is there just to serve you, yes. then who are you serving? Yes, that's right. Come on, brother. And then, and, and if you can't, and there's if there's no one in your life for you to serve, then you can't be like Jesus yes. who took the form of a servant, yes. who did not come to be served, but to serve. Yes. And who left us an example? Of I love that, it, yes, right? Yes. Um, and you, there is no you for you if, if if you you're not being the first making yourself last, right? You're being the first making yourself first. <laughs> Because you're thinking of yourself first. Yes, that's right. That's I'm right. number one, so everybody should be here to serve me. Absolutely, it's an unbiblical bro. idea. Yeah, we we hear it. It's inspirational. It sounds, sounds good, great, but realize that you might want to handle that thing with other myths 
Because right. it will burn you oh, yes. if you're not careful. And also recognize that worldly philosophy, carnal philosophy, sounds good. Yes. Carnal philosophy yeah, doesn't always just come in packages where it sounds totally absurd. Let's worship the devil. Yeah, it's not, it's not how it yeah. happens. I, and I think that um, we see that with, uh, with Satan. We see that, I mean, that's how he comes to people in scripture. Yeah. It's, stuff sounds good. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And, and, uh, uh, it, it, and so I think that we have to remember that we weigh what we hear Next to what God has said to us in his word. Right. And and I think that's a good segue too, Mainzi, into uh this passage, this mm-hmm. passage that I talk about mm-hmm. in, in the book. Um, I mentioned how uh we are good at people understand we we are we we lean towards people understanding the gospel and courageously articulating the gospel. Yep. Uh, but we don't talk about what it means to obey the gospel. So, uh-huh. which is what Paul tells the church in Thessalonians, and it, which is what Jesus is commanding us to do when we were making disciples. That's right, because the the the, the New Testament Christianity, the Christianity of Christ, is not after converts mainly. It's not convincing people that Jesus was right and they were wrong. That is literally a key into the a room. Yeah. You're not yeah. in. You got to walk in, though, King. This is a the gospel it's is just a, an entry point. Yeah, baby, that mug is is multifaceted. It's so true. You know what I'm saying? It's it's deep. I I, I believe we'll, we will be when we talk about being enamored and impressed with the gospel for eternity. Right. We're not talk about. We're not talking about repeating the Romans road fifty times. <laughs> we're just gonna keep Jesus died for our sins. But I, what that means is wider, bro. That the gospel, it's called the gospel of God. And not only that, but... If there's an infinitude to God, there must be aspects. The gospel so can good. be understood. Don't right. get me wrong. Right. You are able to have a finite understanding of the gospel that saves. And that finite Amen. understanding of the gospel is what is bringing the grace of God to people through faith in, the, in, in Jesus. Right. But understand, though, there is always the communicable and the incommunicable aspects of everything that God does. Absolutely. You will need an eternity. We Eternity is just about enough time that we need to go through the depths of God's love, which yeah. is demonstrated to us in, in yeah, Him sending Jesus. Yeah, Come yeah, on, bro. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what we are observing. Absolutely. This is all packed in here. Yeah. So there's the passage in, in Matthew 19, uh, and shortly after Matthew 25 comes up and I'm going to briefly just speak to both of them, but uh, Matthew 19, Jesus is having this conversation with the rich young ruler. Rich young ruler comes to him and it gives what we call a layup. We call it a layup. That is a layup. We have been out before. I'll never forget it. I was out. We were out sharing the gospel in Ybor City outside of this club. And this girl who had headlined the show there in this, this club, she had some band. They were local, but... People were there to see them. Mm-hmm. And we were we were walking back to our car after a discouraging night of sharing the gospel. People were throwing Bible tracts in our faces, <laughs> laughing at us. We made no progress at all. That At least it felt like. They, we, we planted some seeds, I guess. So we walking with our heads hung back to the car and we walking behind, we walking behind this club mm-hmm. and this lady is walking out with her band and they are packing, you know, drum kits and guitars and road cases into a trailer. And she walks out, and I think she might be smoking a cigarette or something like that. And I'm like, I'm going to share the gospel with this girl. Yeah, yeah. So I walk up to her and I say, hey, what, what are you, did you just play here? She was like, yeah, we just we ended the show. I said, listen, I don't want to sound like a weirdo, but I would, 
if, if you would give me just two minutes, I want to talk to you about God. I know that's out of nowhere. It may sound kind of crazy. And she wow. was like, oh, well, I've actually been thinking a lot about God here recently. Huh? Could you, this might be a God moment. And I was like, well, are you like a, are you a religious person? Are yeah, you yeah, yeah. She was like, no, I'm none of that. I just, I just here been... recently, I've just kind of had this little heart change and I'm just wondering what must I do to be saved? No, she didn't say that. <laughs> That would be crazy. But it was close, it was, though. Yeah, it was, it was like a layup. Bro, and at some point, I'm talking to her, and I'm, bro, I'm giving an impassioned gospel presentation. I was, I was deep in flow, my guy. I was pulling out analogies. My man said you know I was saying? just it was, pulling. It was beautiful, Pulling bro. out analogies like fruit off a tree. I was, I just, woo, I do. I was getting excited, bro. I literally did everything except take an offering, bro. <laughs> and then one of her band members comes out and says, hey, man, get, get out of here. And she and said that mug like you, like you was a dog in the street. Fam, she cursed him out, bro. Oh, wow. Like she got like out, out of care, out of energy, like screamed at him. I need to hear this. Kicked him out, shared the gospel with her, prayed with her and everything, bro. Those are layups. Absolutely. You ain't got to find a back door. You know, this, is, this isn't like 15 years later, they finally came around. Uh, Nobody yep, had yep. to die. They didn't get diagnosed with something. Their wife didn't leave them. It was... A layup. A layup. Mm -hmm. Jesus has a layup right with the here. rich young ruler. Yes. Rich young ruler comes up to him and says, hey, what do I have to do to go to heaven? Bro, if people would walk up to me and, and, just, me and that, just say that, bro, it would be so much easier. Bro, I'm trying to tell you, kid. It, 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 it'd be so much easier. Way, way easier. Jesus, who obviously is probably the best guy in history, to share the gospel, I don't think that anyone I don't, can share the gospel. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I know that you sure. think that your reformed pastor can, but I don't think that he's sharing it better than Jesus. I is. don't think that he's Jesus is nice. All right, he's really nice with I mean, this. He's nice. He, do, with he it, does bro. this for he real. Does this? I mean, he's getting sous sharp with it. Bro. He's nice, bro. Yes, yes. He's a yes. sous chef. Yes. All right, so master teacher, as you, Pastor Zombo would say, master teacher. Yes, absolutely. So Jesus says to this dude. Hey, if you want to go to heaven, mm -hmm. give away all you have and give it to poor people. Now that's, we also need to, okay, we need to also not move past the fact that Jesus didn't say give everything that you need, that you have to the ministry. Or to your family. Or to your family, to your kids, <clears throat> uh, give it, you know, to uh, put it in a mutual fund. I'm not saying any of those things are no, bad. No, it's not, it's not bad. I'm doing those things. Yeah. Uh, but <laughs> For sure. But what Jesus said in this particular passage was to give everything you had to the poor. Yep. And my man said, heaven, yes. You know the rest. My man said, no. That sounds like socialism, Jesus. <laughs> What is it, got a Marxist? What are you trying to redistribute? What are we giving? What, 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 what kind of proletarian mess is this? What are you giving people a handout? Jesus, why don't you just tell them to get a job? Yes, that's right. I work for mine. They need they to work, work for this. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, because, because, yeah. That sounds like Marxism. Yeah. Here we go. I'm just saying that to say how that would land on our 21st century American understanding sure. of what he is telling people to do. Yes. Here you are as a rich man and all your riches coming and saying, how can I follow? How can I get into heaven? And Jesus says, 
give all that you have to the poor if you would be a perfect person. Yes. Mr. Rich Man, who probably thinks that he could come to Jesus and get some kind of special treatment because he's rich. That's right. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Probably used to going to people and saying, hey, brother. Yeah. Don't do that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Hey, bro. You you know who I am, right? Say, uh. Say, bro. You know who I am, right? Rich Young Ruler? Yeah. Hey, what do I got to do to... What do I, I got to do to get the... Ooh, we need a couple of what, 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 what can I do to get the white horse over there? I, 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 I know that they already reserved, the but white what, 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 what do I got to do to get the white horse over there with the good hoofs? Because I'm rich. So I should be able to skip the line. How much the, the crowns going I, for? How much, how much, I should be able to skip that. And, and also, while, you, while you're at it, could you see if you got uh, some uh, 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 a, little, a little bit of the uh, uh, purple uh, uh, theatric uh, tunics? Yeah. <laughs> for me, you got about, let me get about, I know that you only give away about two per person. You only, like, can you sell me about six of them? Six of them. Come and get my kids. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Want to make sure. No, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. you, you rich and you think, hey, I got to. I got to hear with this person. What sure. could I, I could probably get a little. Yeah, for sure. Ho- hooked up. Oh, for sure, for sure. Maybe you can hook me up with some salvation. Yeah, for sure. And I think what we have typically done with that is we, th- I think that we've, we've tried to over exegete the, over exegete the text Ooh. into excusing the plain reading of the text. Ah, uh, ha, ha, ha. Because I think you'll try, what, what, what. I think we will we will try to do is say, well, Jesus is actually playing games with the rich young ruler. That's what they'll say. Yeah, he's just saying that he's just doing you can't because- be perfect because no one can be perfect. Yeah, you need me. Again, is not what he said. That's not what he said. That's not what he said. Uh, I think we need to understand what he means by perfect. Right. Uh, we often are. Uh, we are transposing a 21st century understanding of perfection mm-hmm. onto what Jesus is saying. Mm-hmm. I think that Jesus was not joking. That for this man, be, be for this man to be considered one that was a member of the kingdom, it had something to do with the idol. It had something to do with him turning from the idol of money. Yes, his love for money, absolutely, and power. Something in G, in this man's heart, Jesus was perceptive of yep. that he called out. Immediately, mm-hmm. <clears throat> perhaps the interpretation of the text is God showing that demonstrating for this man, yep. him demonstrating his generosity to the poor yep. had huge implications for whether or not he actually believed in Jesus. Yes. Jesus is, and, and I, the angle Ooh, would be, sorry. well, I, I think what you're saying is, Jesus, that you're teaching salvation by giving stuff away to the poor. So Jesus is not teaching salvation by salvation by giving your money away to the poor. Mm-hmm. He's not, because that's what he would be accused of. Yes. What Jesus is doing is approaching faith from a different angle. Right. We often, as it were, he's coming around the back door of faith. Right. We often approach faith. We mainly approach faith through recitation. Mm-hmm. Can you recite these particular truths or at least affirm these particular truths. Absolutely. Recitation. Right. But Jesus in the gospel is oftentimes approaching faith from demonstration. Right. What are you willing to do or are you doing with your life? Mm-hmm. How you live. It is a subtle thing. You do not earn your salvation. Absolutely. But oftentimes salvation looks like something, King. Mm-hmm. Salvation has a profile. Right. How do we know that salvation is present? Where do where do we 
What are we hooking the machines up to to see the readings on genuine faith? How are we, like when they are on, uh, when, when rappers have bust down grills, uh-huh. how do we test if those diamonds are actually real? real how right. do we put the diamond, the, the, the diamond tester on there and get the, the meter to go off the, off the scale to show us that it's actually real? To put the tester on it, we typically put the tester on recitation. the part of the diamond that is recitation. Right. Jesus puts the tester on the part of the diamond that is demonstration. What are you doing and or what are you willing to do? Yeah, it's kind of like this passage in James where James says, but someone will say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith apart from your works and I will show you my faith by my works. Amen, Is what James says. Because the truth of the matter is our actions often give a far more accurate reading of our hearts than our words do. Yeah. They're often a better revelation of actually who we are. And Jesus does not take that lightly. I think about what the scripture says in John. If anyone says, I love God, yet hates his brother or sister, he is a liar. (laughs) Yes. He's lying. He just lied to you. Right. To say you love God and hate your brother and sister is lying. Yes. A connector to this. It's also also Matthew 25 when Jesus is separating the sheep from the goats. The sheep are the righteous, obviously, and the goats are the unrighteousness. One for eternal life, one for eternal punishment. And what is the differentiating evidence between the two? This text says, Come you who are blessed by my Father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry and you gave me something to eat. I was thirsty and you gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you took me in. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. They were The sheep were like, when did we do that for you, Jesus? Mm -hmm. Jesus says, when you were doing that to the least of these, Mm -hmm. you were doing it unto uh, unto me. Yes. Who are the goats though, Mainzy? Right. Those who did not do those exact things. Exactly. And and people will try to spiritualize that passage. Sure. And say that Jesus is not literally talking about those things, but he's just making it, he's using it as a spiritual metaphor. But that would be inconsistent with what we would actually understand as like a biblical theology yes. of how these things are addressed throughout the whole Bible. Absolutely. And be very careful with how you're negotiating the text when it's convenient for fitting inside the frame of, framework of how you believe the gospel should yeah, work. Yeah, because think about what Job yeah. says in Job in Job 31. If I've withheld anything uh, from the poor, yes. you know, uh, uh, if I've caused the eyes of the widow to fail, if I've eaten my morsel alone and the fatherless have not eaten it. Um, he said, from my youth, the fatherless grew up with me as a father and from my mother's womb, I guided the widow. If I've seen anyone perish for lack of clothing or the needy without covering, if his body has not blessed me and if he was not warmed with the fleece of my sheep. Think about what Job, I'm sorry, think come about on, what Job on, is saying come on there. Come on now. Job is saying, I'm going out to my own sheep cutting their fleece to give it to somebody else. Right, 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 right. Right? Uh, if I have raised my hand against the fatherless because I saw my help, I, I saw my help in the gate, then let my shoulder blade fall from my shoulder and let my arm be broken from its socket. Yes. Which is calling the judgment of God down on himself. Yes. Yes. For not doing the type of thing yes. that 
KB just talked about Jesus saying yes. that we should do, yeah, that yeah. the goats did not do. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Absolutely. This Absolutely. is not, Jesus is not spiritualizing this passage, y'all. It isn't being spiritualized at all. I and mean, I, unless, you're, I, unless by spiritualizing you mean a spiritual it's element. All, That's what I'm saying. Unless by spiritualizing... Apply to all of us. Yes. Yes. Unless by spiritualizing, you mean he is actually talking about your spiritual state. Yes. Amen. Then he is, that. Then he is yes. spiritualizing yeah, it. definitely spiritual. Um, and, but, but I... Yeah, too many people ignore that. Sorry, go Absolutely. ahead. No, that, that's very well said. And what people would accuse Jesus of again... <laughs> right. Is that... Well, hold on. The, the nothing in my hands I bring sink simply simply to the cross I cling. Yes, that is true. Mm-hmm. But there is a reality that surrounds clinging to the cross that looks like something. Right. You don't earn your salvation. Yes. Salvation cannot be earned Absolutely. by your works. You cannot impress God by how hard you work. It is not enough. But as Dallas Willard said it profoundly that grace is not is grace is opposed to earning it is not opposed to effort <laughs> works are talked about over and over and over throughout the text Absolutely. we are people of works who serve a working god right the first institution given to man was farming At- not marriage wasn't worship services not yeah wasn't even prayer yeah the first institution it wasn't even the life of the mind was work the yeah, first right. thing we learned about god was that he was working God is out in the shed and then of you need, creation. Right, and then you need to be like him <laughs> in the shed of the garden yes. doing the same thing. There, right. And there is, man, I, one of the things I talk about in the book briefly that I wish I could have talked about more is that there is so much transformation in works. And we, I talk about that in this chapter. Mm-hmm. You are setting up a generation of young men and women to not experience the fullness of God in the gospel if you tell them to give up and stop working. Oof. Just give up. Let go and let God. Let go and let God. If you, if you take that and then make it a mantra for life and you have a bunch of people sitting around waiting for God to do something, you miss out on the powerful ways in which God will transform you and the people around you through your hands. Right. God transforms your heart through your hands often. Yep, yep, yep. We get the mind part. We get the thinking part. Yep. But it often doesn't work. But let me just say this real quick. Let me move on because we got we to we wrap this up here. But bro, when you don't see that the, the, the fullness of the gospel as the size of the kingdom, which is a coming reality mm-hmm. that includes repentance and trusting and following, but Jesus' commission for us was to go into all the world proclaiming the gospel and teaching all that I have commanded. Mm -hmm. Brothers and sisters, what did Jesus say is sort of the, what's what's the, what is the Maserati, not the Maserati, what is the Bugatti Mm -hmm. of the commandments in (laughs) Jesus' estimation? What's the, what is the premium? Mm -hmm. What what is the the classic Jesus' Illmatic, if you will? Love what your is neighbor that? as you love yourself. Love God and love mm-hmm. your neighbor. And the two are alike. There's a certain right. order that matters. Right. One qualifies it's the other. Yep. But do not think that you've gotten one if you haven't given yourself to, to the, the other. other. Yep. As a, and 
No one's going to master this. Yes. We're not talking about perfection. Right. We are talking about resolute direction, that right. you are giving yourself to this as a prime expression of how you love God. Yeah. For, for much of my Christian walk, for too much of my Christian walk, the prime way I tried to love God was just understanding Him in books. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not experiencing Him <laughs> in service, which is the main way. Right. In which we meet our maker mm -hmm. now. Mm -hmm. And it has crazy implications that this good gospel is good yeah. enough. Uh -huh. And it is a foretaste. It, we will not live in this world where every single evil, like the evils of the body breaking, will be stood down mm -hmm. uh, by the gospel. We will see that coming. The confidence we have in that day comes in the, the, the kingdom breaking forth now. But what we saw historically is people who understood the gospel better than all of us right. were often able to keep up profound wickedness at the same time and see no kind of intersection, mm -hmm. no kind of, uh, there was no crossing, there was no mingling, there's no conflict of interest. Mm -hmm. And I have, I think about some of the, some of my, even to this day, favorite theological minds, mm -hmm. how some of them, I would agree with them. I would agree with them on their confession of faith. Mm -hmm. I would copy and paste their confession of faith to my church if I had one. Mm -hmm. Yet at the same time, they were still able to articulate the gospel well on the slave ship, mm -hmm. winning masters trying to win their slaves to Jesus mm -hmm. with no questions about, the, with no thought about the ways in which they are abusing them by enslaving them. Right. No thought. Mm -hmm. How does that happen, Meansy? When everyone was saying years ago, when they were trying to get everybody to shut up about God caring about mm -hmm. um, uh, uh, racism ending, when people were like, hey, uh, come on, bro. You're, you're, you're washing a, uh, the, the, the deck on a uh, sinking ship. Let me just say to that real quick. Even if we are, if you refuse, mm -hmm. if your eschatology has the boat going down, it was going to be set on fire, we need to get people in life rafts. That's it. Right. If in that theology, it does not include care for the vulnerable among us, love for your neighbor, your neighbor, sacrifice for the household of faith. If those things don't matter because who, you're going to die anyways, realize that God is going to judge you for that, mm -hmm. regardless where the ship is going. Right. God is saying that you are not safe. I don't care where your eschatology is. Right. Living a theological life that is siloed, a Christian life that is siloed to continuing to agree that Jesus is the son of God all the way to the grave, but recusing yourself from the deep messing, messy work of love and sacrifice, service and care for others around you. There is no gospel that does not include the the. the there is no gospel that does not include the well-being of those around you. For the household of faith with priority and for, the, for the, those around us who are suffering with intentionality. Right. There is no gospel without that. Yeah. I.e. societies. Right. If, if, if your gospel doesn't have a societal dimension, it's not the gospel. Right. It, 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 it's not the gospel. Yeah. That's not a social gospel. Yes. 
It's a gospel that cares for societies. Right, right. And I go into de detail about that in the book. But I'm saying, though, when folks were saying to us, just shut up and preach the gospel, realize we've done that before. Yes. We've been here before. Absolutely. We've watched people shut up and just preach the gospel. Right. It wasn't the right gospel because there is no just shutting up and preaching the gospel if you're preaching the right gospel because it also includes the things you're not doing with your words. It includes how you're living your life right. because the gospel is a kingdom reality, mm -hmm. not just a proclamation reality. Right. Although that is the uh, what undergirds the gospel. The proclamation, the preaching of the gospel is powerful to say. Paul makes that very clear. People don't experience salvation without a preacher. Right. Well, what does God aim for? What does Jesus aim for? Excuse me. What does Jesus aim for upon believing the gospel? Right. Obeying the gospel. Yes. Which is indeed a discipleship life. Right. Not just a conversion life. And which is what the Bible is usually what we see the Bible mainly teaching us about, especially in the New Testament, is, and especially in the epistles, what Paul writing. Right, right. Uh, but even apart from Paul, it's mainly teaching us how to be disciples. Right, right, right. Not just necessarily preaching the the the, the gospel as in uh uh reciting yes. the, the 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 death burial and resurrection of Jesus. Right. We have we have the authors putting that as the context right. through in which discipleship happens. Right. But the Bible is is mainly talking about how you are living the Christian life. Yes, 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 yes. These what we have written to us a lot of the, a, a lot of what we see is mainly yes. to disciple us. The question that you have to, I mean, in the New Testament, right? Especially when you look when you're when we're looking in some of the epistles, and we're thinking about uh, when we're thinking about Peter, when we're thinking about James. Yep. The gospel is mentioned. Yes. But the question that that we we have to ask ourselves is: Is the New Testament testament right? And I think it is in a, in a in in a sense. But is the intention of a lot of the authors actually evangelistic mm. or is it mainly focused in discipleship with the gospel as the context for what is come what is being said yes but i'm saying that outside of what we see in the gospels right where are you seeing a gospel presentation to the lost right, in right, the New right. Testament? Right, right. Acts, uh, Acts 17? Yes. yes. We, so, so we see that as in the beginning of the church sure. going forward. Right, right, but right. But I'm saying that, of course, we're going to see that at the inception of I'm the New you. Testament outside church. Outside of Acts 17. I'm saying outside of that. We're trying to take you into the all we're trying I have to, commanded you. Yes, we're, exactly. Yes. That's what we're, we're taking. We're taking people deep into the all I have commanded yes. you part. So I'm not saying that there isn't proclamation. There must be proclamation. Right, Paul makes right. that clear in Romans. Right, I right. believe that's Romans. Right. Um, as you all, as you said, that nobody is going to hear the gospel without a preacher. Yes. But what I'm saying is that the Bible spends so much time. There's so much time being spent on the all that I've commanded you that it's very weird that when we are spending time on the all that I've commanded you, everybody else is actually doing the inverse of what the Bible does and says, no, you need to just spend time on gospel proclamation. That's right. That's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so and so to me, I'm like, OK, what, what? and usually that you need to not spend all of this time on all that I've commanded you, but spend most of your time in gospel proclamation. Right. They just preach the gospel. It usually only comes when 
we are talking about the all that I've commanded you part right. in ways in which you do not like. Yes. That's usually when that comes. And because Oh my gosh, that's good, bro. Because <coughs> this is why we need to be people that God can offend. Yes. Because, because and, and that's also why I want to call the book Dangerous Jesus. Jesus is dangerous to us in that he will disagree with us. He will encroach upon your He'll be subversive. Yes. yes. We were actually cool doing this, Jesus. Why are you coming here and rearranging things? But that's why the Bible qualifies what your relationship with him needs to look like. Right. Hey, this is, let's start this off by saying he's Lord. Yeah. Right. right. That's what it means for him to be Lord of... Lord, meaning that he may wake up one morning... And, and, and do some Lord stuff. But the good thing is that he's a good Lord. Absolutely. He's a better Lord than you are a human being. He's not a capricious Lord. Nah. He's not mercurial. Anything that he is going to get up and command you to do is for your good. Trust the vision. Yes. Trust the trust vision. Trust the vision, King. Yes. We work with this, uh, this, uh, in, uh, this interior designer, Keisha. Um, shout out Keisha. Shout out to Keisha. She actually was just on uh, Selling Tampa. She did. Um, she she actually did the the offices for uh, that particular real estate. Uh, um, Sally Tampa's a show on Netflix. Yeah, uh, Ocho Cinco's uh, uh-huh. fiance is mm-hmm. is on that show. Ocho Cinco is actually in our boxing camp. <laughs> yes, uh, great guy. Setting that aside, Keisha would often come into a space, and I'm a creative. Yep. So I, I'm all, so she's moving stuff around, trying to you know she wants to put. Because I we 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 used her several times to help design stuff at our house and our office and stuff like that, mm-hmm. and and here I come in with my opinion and my you know you know whatever. And one point she said, she said, "Listen, did you just want to do this? She, how did she say it? She, she said it, it much like more that. polite. She said it, it was so professional. It was it was it was something to the key of I'm here to help make your vision come a reality. But I I felt underneath it." Who's designing this? Right, right. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, like, uh, I, 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 she did not say any of this. I think I read this into her, probably. Right. Probably some of my own bias. So she needed to put you in your place. But I, I, I felt put in my place. Right. Like, yeah. What do you think, expert, of what needs to be done? It's a similar way. I'm sorry. Bro. Are you paying yourself to come yes, here and interior right. design this? Because right. I can just take my check and leave and have that. That's I, right. Because I, I, I can I, just I, stay where I am. Where I'm at. I'll take the check, and you can say an interior interior designer did it. You're designing this. What she designed was better than what I imagined because she's actually good at it. Ooh. This is her expertise. It's her expertise. Jesus is similar. His design for your life, even if some colors and uh, furniture choices that he made never made sense to you. Uh Oftentimes they do. I'm like, oh, bro. Time and time again, I'm like, oh, I see why right. you said that, Jesus. Right. Oh, I see why you, 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 you remove this. Yeah. I see why. I, I see why this needed to happen. I see why this didn't happen. But perhaps in eternity, other things will make sense. Oh, right. I see. I see the feng shui. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Right. But he's good at doing it. But if he's to be Lord, he's got to have the power to offend and move some things around because. That's good for us. Bro, I'm also thinking about churches oftentimes. Mm-hmm. It's oftentimes the modern day church is also practice, practicing a kind of gospel that stops at conversion and proclamation, doesn't go into discipleship. 
one, because we don't care a lot about this. Oftentimes, we as a church aren't caring enough about discipleship. Um, we don't care enough about <coughs> teaching all those who are uh, teaching all, all that I've commanded. That have commanded. And I'm thinking about Titus 2 that says that your duty is to teach your followers to embrace a lifestyle that is consistent with sound doctrine. That doctrine and lifestyle go together. And we often... Life and doctrine. Life and doctrine. Yeah, he says, Paul says to Timothy, life, watch your life and your doctrine. They go together. They're, they're attached at the hip in the text. But oftentimes, our focus is just simply keeping people interested. Get you converted and get you happy to keep coming back. Ooh. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Or you just jump to another church that, and it's a cycle. A, a lot of churches flip every every year, you know? Yes, absolutely. Brand new church every year. I'm, yep. I'm not saying that that's on the pastor. That's that's the pastor's fault or the elder's fault or, mm -hmm. or that the church isn't care, doesn't care about discipleship Is that happen, if that happens. Yep. I'm just simply saying that we often see church dating that allows you to kind of bounce around, mm -hmm. okay? And um, where you were somewhere long enough until you lose interest. Oh, then you wow. jump to the next, yeah. the next fellowship. Yeah. But the fact of the matter is we, we do better mm -hmm. by having a focus at the, in the community that it's not simply about getting people converted but this is a place where you can grow in godliness. Amen. Right? Yep. Um, because the gospel demands that. Yes. The gospel <clears throat> demands that. And there is a world that we walk into when we say we've believed that gospel mm -hmm. that allows for those kinds of things to take place. Amen. Brothers and sisters, this has been uh, chapter three of Dangerous Jesus. Um there's, I, I don't think I even covered half of what I want to talk, <laughs> right. what, uh, what's in the chapter. Um, I'm not saying that just so you can buy it, although. But, but it is a good reason to buy it. Hey, man, hold us down. We need y'all. Y'all are our street team, baby. Amen. But more than anything, believe this gospel. Amen. Trust this gospel. This gospel brings us into a kingdom reality that transcends um, just conversion talk. Amen. Uh, as important as conversion talk is. My name is K to the second letter. I mean the dream. We are out of here. We love y'all. Peace. Peace. There were some concerns from the team. Won't say any names, but they were valid concerns uh, that we might go so deep on the podcast and the book that folks might be like, I'm not watching. I'm not reading this. I'm going to listen to the podcast. Right. Uh, which would not, that would be moving in the wrong direction. Yes, we're not trying to move in that direction. No, sir. So, uh, 
it's in the wrong direction for my aspirations to be an author. Right. Uh, but anyways, uh, I also <laughs> can relate to that because I don't, I don't know how many times, especially as a young man, where I was like, I'm not reading this book. I'm just going to watch the movie. Uh, so and they and now as a person that's reading fiction, I can tell you they are not the same. Not even usually close. the book is way the better. Book than is the always movie. better. It's very rare that the movie that the movie is better or that the movie is even as good as the book. Let's by God's grace, let's hope that that's the experience with Dangerous Jesus and also the uh, the, the book and also the audio book. But what we will do is we'll go after today's episode. Mm-hmm. I'm going to pick a few more of my favorite chapters. Uh, and then we will do a final episode, which basically is an amalgam, mm-hmm. a kind of survey of the other chapters. Mm-hmm. And uh, from there, you'll have to you'll have to hop into the book Please. and then grab the uh, teaching. But I will say, series. do not miss it because the book does something that we cannot necessarily do on the podcast, right? Because yeah. we, we only got so long on the podcast sure, to talk about sure. stuff. And me and KB are going back and forth on things. Yes. But KB does really lay out things in the book in such a just very clear yeah. way and creative way, engaging yeah. way too. It's not like Thank you're you, just bro. reading a bunch of information or he keeps you engaged, his metaphors, his storytelling. Yeah. Um, everything is just that, very, very, very great, great writing. Um, you could not, you would not be able to tell that this person is, you would think like, aren't you, you must already be an author. Uh. Um, and so please get the book. I, I'm telling you like there are, there's an experience that you have with the book that you're not going to get from the podcast. And I'm not just saying that because I want my dog to sell books. I'm saying that because it's true. It's the truth. Amen. So, yeah. Thank you, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. And in addition to that, there's a lot more topics we want to be engaging in on Southside right. Rabbi outside of spending seven weeks on Dangerous mm-hmm. Jesus. So mm-hmm. yeah. I actually spent a lot of time writing Dangerous Jesus mm-hmm. um, and doing the audio book. The audio book was one of the hardest things I've ever done in my life. I have no. It was easier writing the book from scratch. Really? Bro, Derek was there. Derek produced it. Bro, Derek that's is our producer. Our producer. Bro, the having to read things clearly with no music, there's no, there's no reverb, there's no no one's EQing this. Oh yeah, this is just you and your raw voice. You're hearing yourself, and I've heard myself talk. Obviously, I've heard right. myself sing and rap and right. shout, preach all kinds of stuff. But you don't realize how sloppy your language is, how Ooh. lazy your tongue gets, especially after you've been reading for yeah. I mean, what we were averaging like three and a, three and a half hours a, a chapter. Oh my! Just gosh. sitting there reading. Anyways. Uh, I spent a lot of time on that. A lot of lot lot of prayer. A lot of thought went into that. So it's like, hey man, I would love for you to join me in that work 